gum gum was once just a dream. He says he loves you. He says it with meat. He comes to buy a meat wreath, and he makes a cider out of beef. He's thinking about his meat cape. He says he's waiting for that garbage ape. The meat fairy's coming along. So Heathcliff, won't you play your meat song? Whoa! Hello, welcome to the Meatcast uh, with Nick and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? How's your week? it's going well nick how is your week it's going okay i'm uh i was kind of sick last week for the show uh eagle eye eagle eared listeners may have noticed (laughs) Um, and yet i don't think anybody reached out as far as i can tell so lance um, did lance (laughs) oh good (laughs) our friend lance who listens to the show uh did notice uh, but yeah, that thank was, you, Lance. That was it. Nobody on the damn Discord said anything. <laughs> Suspiciously silent. <laughs> uh, but that's all right. I'm all better now. Uh, back to full strength. Back to fighting weight. Yeah. Uh, although I've, I've had, I haven't, uh, haven't gotten back in the swing of things as far as exercise goes. I haven't been, been trying to. Mm get back out get back in the gym but uh i've only i've only gone to the gym once in the last couple of weeks what's your you what's know, your gym schedule? do you do you uh do you do you go to the gym ever Kyle? no uh no <laughs> no i don't um i was for a little while um earlier this year last year i was i had a pretty nice little ro- lifting routine going Um, but I hurt my knee, uh, doing that and then haven't been back, uh, since then I got to get back on that horse. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice. I I feel, I feel better after I've exercised. Anyway, let's Nick, you're Nick, you're a bit of a jock. Uh, (laughs) I think that's important for listeners to know is that you, you know, you're, you're, you're jacked. I mean, you're 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 built. You're 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 cut, as they say. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I definitely wouldn't say I'm a jock. I uh, yeah, people do say it and have said it, and <laughs> I am saying it. I have like no athletic ability. Um, I can't so what you lack is, is like coordination. It's yes, not I so much no the physical. You have you have the tools. Uh, well, you, you have, know, the, you have tools, the physical instrument. Well, I, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. Um, but you're lacking in some sort of... Uh, it's The problem is in your brain, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> there's some you sort just of... Got a, you just got a bad head. <laughs> there's some sort, of, some sort of gap between the brain and the, <laughs> and the, uh, the body, I think. Like, if I could tried, just use the brain, I, I mean, I, I, could, I could do all kinds of stuff with my... <laughs> <laughs> if all I needed was the brain, I could, yeah, I could play like, you know, I'd, I'd be an incredible basketball player. I could, I could imagine the ball going in the basket, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if you were some sort of Krang like head in a body, uh, you could, you could manage that way. Maybe, Although I guess maybe. you'd be running into the same situation. Yeah. It's still a brain controlling a body, yeah. you know, yeah. and that one's even more trouble because it's not even your body, you know. Yeah, there, there's a, I don't know. Who knows? Of, yeah. Anyway, let's move into this week on Heathcliff. 
this week on Heathcliff. Okay, so we have uh, here we have September twenty second, Friday. Heathcliff is posed like the Sphinx, and he's got an Egyptian <laughs> headdress on. And he's in front of four garbage cans, and two skunks are looking on, kind of frustrated. One of them saying, "We have to solve the riddle of the Sphinx." Really good, really good. <laughs> um, before we get too deep into the riffing, Nick. Why don't you go ahead and hit that Kyle's punch up corner drop? Okay, yeah. <laughs> punch it up. Kyle's corner. Punch it up. It's a good drop. And I wanted to get it's a really good drop. It's uh it's it's a good and long <laughs> so that we're sitting here listening to it for a fair amount of time. And I wanted to get this one out early because I feel like we may incidentally land in, on this one ourselves, and I wanted to go ahead and take credit for it right away. Um, just replacing the caption here with one of the skunks still speaking, and he says, No, I said I wanted to see the great stinks. <laughs> you think we would have gotten there eventually? <laughs> I think inevitably we would have got to, because, you know, they're skunks, the Sphinx, it rhymes. I think obviously we would have got, I think it's, you know, of course we would have gotten there. That's true. Um, But I wanted to make sure that everyone knew that I was the one who came up with, no, I I said I wanted to see the great stinks. You know, I'm surprised. That's good. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't seen the Sphinx IRL. You know, it seems like you're surprised you haven't seen the Sphinx IRL. <laughs> like he's driving down the road, and you'd think you'd see it by now. You know, I, I just feel like I, I should have I should have made the trek at some point to to Egypt to check it out. You know, see some of these. Was it one of the ancient seven wonders of the ancient world? I can't keep track of these wonders, man. I don't know how. It's only you seven know. of them. You don't, and they're ancient. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep track of them. I feel like they're adding new ones all the time, you know? Uh, maybe. Yeah, you, know, you always got these knuckleheads. Guys open a, like a restaurant in Las Vegas, and they go, like, come see the eighth wonder of the world. Well, that's you know? true. You had but the eighth the, one of the, the world ten dollar uh, prime rib, Andre the Giant, I believe. Oh yeah! So now they got to do ninth. Well, that was China, if I remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Our recipes. Okay, the ancient wonders, um, seven ancient wonders: the Colossus of Rhodes, the Great Pyramid of Giza. So I don't think the Sphinx was in, was in there, but the Great Pyramid of Giza was there. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon, the Statue of Zeus sure. at Olympia. The Temple of Artemis at, at Ephesus, the Mausoleum at Halicarnassus, and the Lighthouse of Alexandria. Hmm. Only one still standing. Very Western, uh, classical focused sort of. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, only one is still standing. Is the Great Pyramid of Giza? That, that would be. I don't know Surely. if I'd be considered Western. I, I feel like I would have heard. Uh, Oh, yeah, I guess it's not Western. I thought you were going to say, is the Great Pyramid of Giza still standing? 
<laughs> I think it is. That, um, I would think that would be the one that is still standing, right? I'm surprised that the Sphinx isn't one and the pyramid is, because, I mean, the pyramid was just a shape, you know? <laughs> the Sphinx looks like a little guy. Well, where... <laughs> Much harder to make, uh, if you ask me. A little guy, yeah. It, I, I think it might be guy. outside the great, the Pyramid of Giza, though. So maybe they're considering that. Oh, it's like part of it? Yeah, maybe that's part of it. It is... It is a... Uh, Situated on the Giza Plateau, adjacent to the Great Pyramids of Giza. So maybe it's. Damn, I'm stupid. I didn't know that at all. Now that's the gate, the Great Sphinx of Giza, which is the largest and most famous Sphinx. There are other Sphinxes. There's other Sphinxes. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Damn. Well, Nick, do you have a favorite uh, riddle? Well, I was about to uh, ask you a riddle. Oh, okay. Heath quiz. This is the uh, weird jam packing the, t- <laughs> the front loading this show with the segments. This is the uh, the riddle of the Sphinx. You probably you probably know this one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's uh, the Sphinx asks this thriller to as his riddle to all travelers in order to get let them pass. Um, and this is the the famous one that she that Oedipus answered correctly. So Oedipus, this guy, he managed to take his mind off of his mom's tits for a couple minutes. And really <laughs> saw this right. <laughs> um, that riddle was: Which is the creature that has one voice, but has four feet in the morning, two feet in the afternoon, and three feet at night? Uh, the answer is, of course, man. That's right. He crawls on all fours as a baby, walks on two as an adult, and needs a walking cane. Stupid. <laughs> Barely makes sense. But it seems there was a second riddle following the first. Oh, interesting. <laughs> there are two sisters. One gives birth to the other, who in turn gives birth to the first. Who are they? Two sisters. One, one gives, gives birth, birth to, to the, the other. other. Um, I don't. I don't know, Nick. I don't know the answer to this riddle. Well, would it help you to know that it has to do with? Part of it is the fact that uh, some words are feminine in the Greek language. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of the, the no. riddle kind of hinges on that. Does that help? Okay, <laughs> not really. No. <laughs> Because you gave it to me in English, so I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that helps, really. Okay. Uh, to uh... okay. Uh, the correct answer is day and night. Day. And day gives night. birth to night. Day and night gives birth to day. Well, that's. <laughs> About as stupid as I would have expected from an old, old riddle. But would it surprise you to learn that after Oedipus correctly answered both questions, the Sphinx killed herself? <laughs> <laughs> a re- hey, a real classic. You had one job. <laughs> Either by to th- keep people from solving the riddle. <laughs> yeah. 
Either by of course you'd kill yourself. Throwing herself off the rock on which she rested, or by devouring herself. Well, that doesn't seem. I think the rock seems more. Throwing herself off the rock seems more likely. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be hard to devour. Like, yeah. And what? Put, put, <laughs> what? Oedipus. Oedipus is anyway. standing there looking at his. <laughs> Looking at his sundial watch while this lady tries to eat herself. He's like, what? look at the time. I got to get back to my wife's <laughs> pussy. <laughs> Not my wife's, my mother's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not both, I guess. That's what he says. Yeah, why not both? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, well, <laughs> let's move oh, on to, no. the, uh, yeah. to the next comics this is september 23rd saturday heathcliff <laughs> heathcliff's got a hot dog broth stand he's wearing a wizard outfit with like uh horns with like curly curly horns that, that curl underneath his head and across the street is a hot dog vendor who is saying to his customer he's some kind of healer yeah, Heathcliff in a very combination like Mickey Mouse and Fantasia and the guy from Temple of Doom uh, that eats the heart kind of combo. Did he have the horns, the the guy from Temple of Doom? I think he had the horns. I think he had the horns, if I remember right. Um, but Heathcliff is in a classic, you know, blue robe. No, no stars on the pointy hat, but it is a pretty classic... Uh, you know, wizard hat, I would say. At least that's evocative of that to me personally. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The hot dog broth is a is a it's a hot dog pink color, too. It is, yeah. Um which, you know, not really what, what hot dog broth uh looks like. I wouldn't think so, no. IRL. You wouldn't think so? You've never seen it? <laughs> Have I seen hot dog broth? No, I think yeah, I no, yeah. I've seen hot dog broth, yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. So you've, you've boiled a couple of hot dogs in your day? You know, I don't think I've ever boiled a hot dog on my own. I've prepared them grilled. Yeah, I was going to say, when you prepare hot dogs, you, you, you prefer a grill. I don't even know if I prefer a grill, because I like a, a nice plump hot dog from like a street cart, you know, up in New York sure. City. But, uh, yeah, it, that seems like a, a boiling it kind of... Gives it a, a a more juicy flavor. Am I wrong? Um, I you know I'm not. I mean, it's definitely. I would say. Well, I guess it depends on the quality of the grill master. Mm. You know, I think a a, a real uh, maestro of the charcoal uh, could uh, could keep that thing nice and plump and juicy, and uh, get a nice char on it on top of it. So is that what, is boiling, that your is that your preference? Put it, slap it on the grill. I think so. I think so. Um, and, but it feels like a rare treat because, like you know, I've I've I'm pretty much exclusively apartment living these days, and yeah. I don't have a yard, I don't have a grill or anything, you know. So when I have it, it's like you know, a party or something, somebody's backyard grilling, and it's like, ah, oh, this is nice. And this is, and it always feels like, damn, this hot dogs better this way. I feel like I should be eating this like this all the time. You know, I don't think I had a. A backyard hot dog all summer. I missed out. Me neither. Wow. Me neither. Yeah. What were we doing? We blew it. <laughs> so, but so you, <laughs> but you, how often do you have a hot dog otherwise? Like, I, I can't, 
I've, I don't remember the last time I made a hot dog myself. I, I mean, it, it's probably decades. Uh, decades? <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine buying a hot dog. I can't remember the last yeah, time I Yeah, I don't. I mean, but but I'll, I but you know, I'll buy a hot dog true. from like a from a cart or from a at, at a ball game or something. But but I've not, I, I can't I can't remember the last time I made one of my own. I do I do like a a dog at a ball game. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest in front of God and everybody. I kind of like a hot dog at the movie theater. Oh, I mean, I'm sure that's good. Yeah, I never you think know to do they that. come in a little foil bag. Yeah, it's nice and steamed up, really soft. Yeah uh i I love a hot dog the problem is that the the it's so pungent that when you're in the movie theater people know you're eating a movie theater hot dog it's it's wafting off of you um and i don't like people knowing my business like that (laughs) i could sit in the back row and eat my hot dog in privacy i i mean i i I know that doesn't bother me, I guess, because I, I, it's been a while, but I would, I, I, I'm known to, I was at one point known to sneak, you know, full meals into a movie theater. I'd, I'd bring wow. ta- some Taco Bell in there, some criminal, some uh, McDonald's or something. This is a confession. <laughs> statute. Somebody call AMC. What's the statute of limitations? Anyway. Statute of limitations, not the statute of limitations. The statue of limitations is actually the tenth wonder of the world. <laughs> All right, let's move on to September twenty fifth, Monday. <clears throat> this is the start of Balloon Week, and here we have uh, Heathcliff and Jimmy walking down the sidewalk. Heathcliff's got a friend, a balloon that says "friend" on it. Jimmy's got a balloon that says "frog" on it, and the 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 birds are in the tree, and one of them is saying, "There's a new balloon store in town." which 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 balloon do you think is from the new store do you think they already had a friend store or a frog store oh you so you think each balloon store only sells one (laughs) one balloon i mean it feels that feels accurate to lore that there would be a friend balloon (laughs) store i don't know maybe not um, if it is just one balloon per store, then I think the frog one would probably be the new one because the new one, yeah, yeah, the frog's new. It's so it's such a specific use case. You feel like you you could see reasonably somebody opening up a store that just <laughs> sold balloons that said the word friend on it. There's a wider market there. Um, do you think it would be better if it said Jimmy or frog? <laughs> <laughs> I do like I'd like the idea of it saying Jimmy. So it yeah. just says friend and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty good. Friend hey, and you frog know what is I'd actually too, like though. to see. I'd like to see a third balloon here that said legs and then I'd like Heathcliff's balloon to just say to take that in out so it said fried. I'd like to say fried <laughs> frog legs. You want to eat That's Jimmy's legs? I'd, that's what I'd be interested oh in. God. Yeah, give me them things. Mm, yes. I want them. Why, why do people That's eat a threat. frog legs? Is that just the, the the most edible part of the frog? I Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I assume... I guess they, have, they probably some, have big, meaty uh, legs for all, because of all the jumping. Some Oh, yeah, for sure. They're, they're, they're nice and powerful. Um... 
I'm sure some one of my Cajun ancestors mm. uh, has definitely developed a gumbo using every part of the frog, <laughs> but I think it's not a common uh, delicacy. You know, have you eaten uh, any kind of? Fr- have you eaten frog legs or any, or any other? I have. Other I have had frog okay. legs, and they were good. Yeah. You have not? No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean the cliche that they taste like chicken is true. They pretty much just taste like chicken. They're they're a little um I would maybe describe them as slimier. They, you know, um but the the flavor is is much like alligator. Uh it's like it's chicken but like seafood adjacent, you know. It's got a slight kind of seafoody wow, taste. Wow, that sounds it. good. It's really good. Really? It's really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm a bigger fan of alligator than I am of frog legs. Uh, but, yeah, they're both they're both pretty good. Huh. But what can I say? I'm just an old boy from the swamp. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to September 26th, day two of Balloon Week. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy with the mustache is making balloon animals. He's got a balloon animal stand. And he's making a big giraffe. And then Heathcliff is right next to him. He's also got a, he's got a balloon human stand. And he's making the, the, the same guy who's sitting next to him, including mustache and, and hair, uh, out of a pink balloon. A couple of, I guess a single pink balloon. And uh, the birds are in the tree and one of them is saying, Heathcliff, you rascal. <laughs> Just sort of the thesis statement of the whole comic, uh, right there. Yeah, and I, um, I think For, Forrest Lastman was saying that there's somebody on the Heathcliff Facebook page that every day just says uh, he just comments Heathcliff, you rascal. <laughs> Are you suggesting that this is Peter's nod to? this fan I've, I've and their ongoing their ongoing facebook bit if if what uh if what i remember forrest lastman saying is true then it must be right <laughs> yeah there's no other explanation if if he did in fact say that okay let's see um yeah i'm, I'm looking up Forrest's tweet here here we go Every single day for years, someone has made this comment on the official Facebook group. I can't express how happy this comic makes me. Huh. And, but I looked up the... I can't find an official Heathcliff Facebook group. Unless it's... There's a private group called Heathcliff. <laughs> Maybe it's the Heathcliff page. Maybe that's what he means. That might be what he means. I, I assume that's what he means. Yep, there it is. there it is. I see him commenting on on uh, some recent comics. Sometimes uh, okay, I just say so rascal. there's a new balloons. Yeah, I was gonna say um, there's a new, a new balloon store in town. Somebody just wrote the word rascal, but nobody said Heathcliff you <laughs> rascal. But it surely is a shout out to this ongoing bit on the Heathcliff page group. Uh, Forest, <laughs> led me down the wrong track for a minute there. Sorry, Forrest. Uh, Nick is uh, very precise. 
Uh. All right, let's move on to day <laughs> day three of Balloon Week, and this time Heathcliff is standing in front of Sonia's house, and he's got a black eye, and he's got a balloon that says Sugar Butt, and uh, Sonia's kind of walking back into the house, kind of dusting her hands off as though she just... I, well, p- presumably she just punched Heathcliff in the face, and uh, <laughs> this little boy. Yeah, so, she just committed uh, domestic violence against Heathcliff. And a, a little boy is talking to Heathcliff and saying, "I told you she wouldn't like it." <laughs> so she didn't like <laughs> that little boy, who is not Iggy. I don't, I don't think it's think. Iggy. Uh, which is interesting. Cause it's just some random kid. Maybe that's why Heathcliff didn't listen. <laughs> Yeah. Do you think maybe... Well, we know Heathcliff doesn't speak. So what's presumably happened is that Heathcliff was walking up to Sonia with this balloon. (laughs) And this kid, apropos of nothing, said, Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. I I don't think she's going to like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's... But it's... And who can blame her? I guess. It's a little rude. Yeah. It's a little rude, Heathcliff. I guess um, it's not, nothing. I mean, Sugar Butt's a fun name. Oh, Nick! Here, here goes Nick. Here goes Nick. One of his classic rants. Nick, you were just saying to me right before we started recording, you were saying oh, it's like you can't say anything to anybody anymore. <laughs> it's like you can't call anybody Sugar Butt these days. <laughs> Nick, do you have any when you are uh, when you are in a in a relationship? Um, do you use any terms of endearment? uh like this are you the type of guy no to use not not sugar butt exactly but you know anything along those lines not really i always feel self-conscious trying to make those happen uh yeah what about you yeah i think probably but it really it just depends on the the partner you know Uh uh-huh that's gonna dictate uh what term we're using here. But it's your classics, you know, baby, honey. Nothing dirty darling. like sugar butt. No, I never I never use anything like that. Uh that's rude. Rude, crude, and socially unacceptable, <laughs> if you ask me. Uh what about in the bedroom though? Call a girl. Well, hey, no, well hey, in the bedroom in the bedroom that's a whole other ball game. We're talking about something else there. Famously, Mel Gibson called a police officer sugar tits. <laughs> yes, famously he did. So if you, if you, I would just say in general, if you find yourself anywhere in the linguistic ballpark of a Mel Gibson, <laughs> you might want to dial it back. You might want to reconsider your approach there. Yeah. You probably you probably don't want to be in the same yeah group as uh as a, a pretty, pretty much any unless you're talking about who are some of the great directors. <laughs> oh boy, who are some goes. of our most beloved actors? And then I guess Mel Gibson's not such bad coming to being all of a sudden. <laughs> clip that. <laughs> Somebody clip that. Get his ass. Anyway, let's move on to. September 28th, Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Heathcliff's walking down the sidewalk with an, an, a, a balloon that says, I'm good. And Grandpa Nutmeg is talking to his his friend over their tiny fence, his neighbor. And he's saying, it works. No one bothers him. 
So yeah. This is great. Yeah, it's a good one. I'd love an I'm good balloon. <laughs> now, the first thing that's popping into my head here is this is this is a pretty rare two sentence uh caption we've got here, right? Um do you think this works better with either of these captions by either of these sentences alone as the caption? So if this comic just said it works, <laughs> do you think you would like that? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Say it again. So assuming let's so we've got two sentences here. It works. No one bothers him. What do you think about oh, so using either one of these cutting one of these sentence either one of these sentences? Because my <laughs> gut reaction is if this just said it works. <laughs> I I think I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it would be clear really what it means? That. I think that would really Well, I think that's the issue. I would even venture a guess that perhaps the initial draft of this <laughs> just said it works. And I would I would think maybe Peter looked at it and thought, "Yeah, I don't know if people are going to get what I'm saying here." And so he added no one bothers him to it, which is a good addition. Nothing wrong with it. But, uh, I, yeah, I mean, I do like, now that I know what it is, I do like it works. <laughs> it may not be as clear, but man, that would be very funny. Cause you could definitely, and it would be a good classic, like, you know, even if you didn't understand it, has that stopped? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. The, before? <laughs> I think you could also cut off, uh, uh, no one bothers. I mean, you could cut off it works and just say no one bothers him. Right. But that wouldn't be no as, one bothers him. That wouldn't be as uh as a uh, unique or as a. Uh, yeah, I mean, I like no one bothers him, but 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 yeah, it works. Just two <laughs> words alone. You know, I'm always trying to trim the fat yeah, here. Yeah. You know, I, I'm always trying to see how we can minimize these even further. Um. It is a tiny fence, right? <laughs> it's barely crotch level. Hey, speaking of which, completely unrelated. Did you see the most the recent A24 horror movie Talk to Me? Yeah, yeah. So somebody posted a couple of screen grabs from that movie. I saw this earlier today, and all the doorknobs in that movie are like at eye level for everyone on all the doors. What? And <laughs> is that just the, an Australian? <laughs> that was what the consensus seemed to be is that everybody was like, "Oh yeah, that's what we do in Australia." I <laughs> level. But for who? <laughs> like how like are, <laughs> It must have to I, be like I'm not a short person's eye level cuz otherwise I mean, I guess they could still reach it. Uh I mean the the <laughs> this is almost certainly a joke but the the explanation offered on Twitter was that well kangaroos <laughs> their arms go up pretty high and they can raise them pretty high <laughs> so we have to we have to have the doorknobs <laughs> higher up so that they can't they can't get in there <laughs> I don't know. So I don't is know. that true that that Australian doors have doorknobs up high? 
I just Googled Australian doorknobs, and Google's littered with why are door handles so high in Australia. Wow, okay. Results. Doorstop.com.au. <laughs> why are door handles so high in Australia? This was three years ago. It's a subject which can leave people baffled. Why do Australian properties have door handles fitted so high? No, it has nothing to do with Australians being taller than other nationalities, but more to do with the age of a door. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> age of a door. Okay. Average modern doors are around two meters high. Well, I don't know what that means. How does that help me? I don't know what meters are. And the handle will be at waist length. And an older property, the door handle will be higher up. But no reason why. It's just that's the way it, it used to be. It's yeah, just as like older houses. And houses are older uh, in Australia. Some people argue it was to ensure children couldn't enter rooms. Some people are saying it was just part of the trend. This article even mentions a different horror movie. The position of door handles in Australia has even been a source for fascination for overseas visitors. When filming the 2017 horror movie called Better Watch Out, American director and writer Chris Peckover mentioned door handle height in an online interview. <laughs> what? What? Why are, why are door handles in Australia so high? And why are we only discovering them in the context of horror movies? <laughs> what is going on? If you are an Australian listener, oh wow, that'd be cool. Please, send, first of all, that would be cool. Second of all, please send us a <laughs> a picture of your door <laughs> and some sort of you know you don't have to be in it, but like maybe you know measure uh, you know you gotta, you gotta me- measure it somehow. Maybe show us if you've if you've got access to a kangaroo. I don't know. Maybe maybe get a kangaroo in that picture. Let me see how the door height compares to that kangaroo height. I'm just trying to get more. I'm just trying to collect more data here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up. <laughs> <This week>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was our final segment. Yeah, the Australian door handle segment. We'll, the Australian we'll figure door it out. Nick, Nick we, go ahead and drop that Australian song? door handle jingle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully it's something that we come back to over and over on this podcast. <laughs> I mean, as we get updates I, from- I need to know more. This is this is like a sub-podcast we've got going on. I'm doing cereal here. <laughs> I'm doing cereal season five or whatever. I love it. I hope we, I hope we get to the bottom of it. Um, blink, 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 blink. Blink, 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 blink. It's the serial song. Yeah. By, uh, but then it's me coming on going, Australian doors have been a subject of fat, you know, <laughs> film the blanks. We'll write it up. We'll punch it up later. Yeah. I, I guess I could just throw in the, the serial theme music and that could kind of be the, <laughs> the theme music for this segment. If we, assuming that this segment it seemed, we could reach out to We could reach out to Nick from Islands. Yeah. Since it seems like. He makes every podcast theme song. Well, he did make the serial theme uh, song. 
Yeah, he. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He did the serial theme song, but he I feel like every other podcast I'm listening to, this guy always credit uh, oh, music really? by Nick Thorburn. Okay, yeah, he's doing the new Best Show music. Oh, wow, he's, okay, all the like Chapo like sub uh, sub podcasts they do like Hell on Earth and all that stuff. He does the music for all those. Maybe he'll do the podcast. This guy, I uh, this I just saw uh, Islands on Saturday. Great show. Uh, oh, were they in town? I didn't. I guess know. a week a week ago from like a, a week and a half ago now so yeah they played they're great they great they had an animatronic uh, fan. keyboard player who was like an oh, old english fun. rocker that had a that was very funny he would do bits throughout the show and his mouth would move <laughs> along it was with the with the with the recording it was very cool so i recommend Damn, that's great saying islands as they crisscross the u.s I, in support of their new record um i think it's called life's a joke maybe good stuff uh i wouldn't expect them to have i mean they're you know they're a great band i would not have expected them to have such a uh produced stage show you know like have so have bits and stuff yeah <laughs> that's great yeah. uh, i mean it's it's like very homemade but it, it's uh it's really cool didn't think the guy'd have time one with all the podcast <laughs> songs he's been making we should have, i wonder if he would do the podcast Betty Wood. Yeah, we should reach. We should reach out to Nick Thorburn. Yeah, why not? Vinny Vinny Money needs <laughs> to put us in touch with Nick Thorburn. All right. Well, that about wraps things up. I'll say it a second time. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Hey, uh, rate us, review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, we haven't read any reviews in a while because we haven't been getting any new ones. It's true. So. Uh, Tell it. Get on. Tell that. your friends. Send us an email at heathcliffrecap at gmail dot com. Or wait, was that is that what our email is? That is it, right? Yeah, heathcliffrecap at gmail dot com. Yeah. You got it. Okay. Oh man, I keep I have two keyboards here. I keep typing the wrong with the wrong one. Uh, but anyway, why do you have two keyboards? <laughs> well, I have my work laptop and my uh, uh, my uh, non work laptop. Anyway, that about wraps things up. <laughs> Until third time, <laughs> until next time, that bothers me. <laughs> <laughs>